Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but usually these guys, or when there's more than one guy, call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Michael, and we'll find out who I'm playing <laughs> in this different game. Yeah, uh, so by this by this point, uh, the gentle listener has probably already heard the episode with Paul and Lydia playing a game called Reflections, um, and now Nick and I are going to be doing that, and our plan at this point is, um, well, I, I can spoil it for, for all of you who listened to that one, but if you haven't, maybe skip ahead about five seconds, uh, but in their game, Lydia won, and yeah. so whoever wins this game will be uh, recording a session playing against Lydia. Mm-hmm. Do it kind of tournament style. <laughs> so peeling back the curtain a little bit, you know, it's we're all pretty busy, so we're just meeting up when we can. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It's uh, it's the holiday season, mm-hmm. so um, we appreciate your patience uh, <laughs> in all of this. But we hope these things are, are enjoyable for you to listen yeah. to. In the meantime, we'll get back to the the yes. candy. We'll get uh, back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming soon enough. <laughs> exactly. Just call these holiday specials. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, should we get started then, Nick? Sure. Alright, um, well, we've got to figure out who's player one and who's player two, so we'll do that with uh, a roll of the dice. Um, just rolling one six-sided die. High roll wins, or high roll is player one, or what what does the six-sided die do? Yeah, high roll would be player one. Okay, what'd you get? I got a three. I got a three. Alright, uh, do you want to roll two dice and see? (laughs) Sure, let's roll another one. Oh, roll two? Okay. I got a five. I got a nine. All right. That would make you player one and me player two. All right. Um, I get to start this out. Oh, boy. Our journey has been one of blatantly oppositional ideology. Our arena for this battle is the burning wreckage of what we tried to build together. I remember when you were unsure of what the type chart even meant. (laughs) Our rivalry began when you called me an ignoramus, and I thought that was a Pokemon. My name is Dr. Charles Holly, and it's my destiny to become the creator of a new Pokemon type. My name is Jackie Cherry, and I shall be your replacement in the board of directors. So for the friendship arc, early on in their journey, two trainers become friends. Perhaps they were wide-eyed hopefuls, excited about their Pokemon adventure. Perhaps they were both serious challengers with difficult pasts, but a strong bond that united them. However it came about, in this scene, you tell the story of how you became friends, and what drew you together. Build trust in this scene, establishing what your relationship is built upon. This scene needs needs no high stakes or conflict. It could be set in your hometown, in a bug-riddled forest, with two wide-eyed trainers take on their first challenges, on a dock fishing for Magikarp. Uh, We begin in peace with a sense of excitement for the future. Let's go back to 30 years ago. Ooh. Quite a bit. Um, In a brand new building... On Cinnabar Island. Because why wouldn't I? This building is actually a small offshoot of a Pokemon University campus. 
Mm-hmm. It's there specifically for a research graduate po- program on uh, Pokemon biology. Only the best of the best are the people coming in here. And uh, even though it's a small build, even though it's small for a campus, it is a rather large building. Um, you have students who are either hopefuls or who have already gotten into the program milling about on the entryway and uh, like talking amongst themselves, looking over things, pacing nervously. Uh, and then there is one young gentleman in the corner who just seems to be uh, sitting down in, in the corner, ignoring everyone else and just writing continuous lines on a notepad. Hmm. Uh, he doesn't seem rushed or uh, terribly concerned about anything around him. His just notes are just very methodical and almost cold. And we can presume that that is the young Charles Holly. That is the young Charles Holly. Yes. <laughs> All right. He does uh, have a. Uh, uh, he has three Pokeballs at his belt at the moment, but he doesn't seem to be bothering with them. Um. Then a young Jackie Cherry comes in. Uh, we'll say he's lanky and disheveled. His dark hair is uh, bed. Uh, still bedhead. It's all over the place. Um, he's got some glasses on, very big round glasses that are cocked askew. Um, he's carrying a pile of, of books and, and notepads and seems rather uh, hasty and uh, his shirt is untucked and, and all that stuff. He's, he's a little um, shaken. Um, and in the, the milling crowd, he, he finds his way uh, up towards the, the building, um, checks his watch and says, oh, on time. Uh, and he looks around for somewhere to fit, sit and finds a spot next to uh, Mr. Holly uh, there. And, <laughs> oh, excuse me, can I can I sit here? Mr. Holly looks up over uh, his thin, rimless spectacles. Uh, just <laughs> arches one perfectly uh, plucked and just like perfectly uh, set in motion, in like perfectly settled eyebrow. <laughs> and then goes back to writing. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll just, uh, I, I won't bother you too much. Um, you aren't on time, you know. What? What do you mean? Certainly according... Did I miss it? <laughs> uh, he, he says, certainly according to the clock, you are technically not late for your class, but this is a graduate program, and protocol would dictate that we are here at least 15 minutes early. I... I... I, you know, I was up late studying and, and um, yeah, studying and trying to get myself prepared for for all of this. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I don't want to mess up. I'm trying to get, get into the program and um, uh, do, do my best, you know? Um, yes. I suppose that's why we're all here, to do our... Uh, uh, Mr. Holly looks up and looks... Uh, Jackie Cherry up and down. Best. Goes back to writing. <laughs> uh, Jackie um, tuck, kind of tucks his shirt in, and as he does so, he drops uh, a, a stack of papers. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. Um, and, you know, starts collecting them underneath. Sighing, uh, Mr. Holly kind of, he closes his notepad and sets it to one side and starts gathering them up and looks over the paper and goes, hmm. Interesting. Where did you say you were from? He's looking over one of the papers. 
that uh, Jackie oh. Jerry dropped. <laughs> um. Oh, I. I my 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 family lives um, just just outside Celadon. Um, I, I I spent a lot of time in the city. Uh, there, you know, just. Yeah, kind of soaking in the knowledge, you know. This is your. So, was your undergraduate work on uh, manufactured Pokemon? Oh yeah. Um, the 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 idea of like you know Porygon is, is just fascinates me. That this 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 Pokemon, this this living being, could be constructed. That's uh, <laughs> you know, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if, if we could. You know, construct a, a, a normal type. I just think of the implications of, of constructing a, you know, a, a dark type. <laughs> uh, how wild is that? Right. Yes, uh, one of the dark types. Indeed, I've I've done a little bit of research. Mine's more. I, I'm more in the purview of naturally occurring artificial uh, Pokemon. You know, the Grimer line is very interesting. Oh yeah. And things there, but I, I can see. Yeah, the, the the construction of a Porygon was definitely a milestone. For our generation, mm-hmm. it's simply astonishing that that was being made. Uh, uh, he, Mister Holly, checks his watch quickly. Goes, oh, well. looks like it is time for us to start. Um, my my name's uh, uh, Cherry, uh, Jackie Cherry. Holly, he shakes Cherry's hand. I'm guessing is outstretched. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she says, uh huh. Looks like the lecture is starting. You, you do know where we're going, correct? Um, n- n- no, I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm afraid I, 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 I wasn't able to, to collect all the all the course materials. Um, I, I don't even have a Pokedex yet. <laughs> uh, Mr. Holly smiles, which is very different from his beginning of being. Just tell you what, you let me look over this paper. It's, it's interesting. Let's. This is. Was this your thesis, undergraduate thesis looks like? Here. Let me look over this for a little bit, and I'll show you around for the day. There's a map that we can get for you for this location as well. All right? That'd be... That'd be really helpful, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I suppose um, you, you wouldn't happen to um, know where a guy could get a bite to eat after this, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really new here. I mean, Cinnabar's got some interesting local cuisine. Uh, say, stay away from the vulca- volcano burgers, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we should be able to get you settled. You have a place to stay as well? Um, I I kind of stayed just in the... in in, in the, 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 the boat station last night. Well, I think they're assigning dorms at the end here, or at least they're allowing us to choose them. If you get through... I was kind of hoping so. <laughs> Say, if you get through, and we'll see you on the other end, you may as well pair up. Yeah. That sounds great. All right. Um, nice nice to meet you, yeah. uh, Charles. You as well. Cherry. And so then he starts showing him on the way to their first class. I believe right. that is a good first scene. Absolutely. Um, did you accomplish your objective? Yes. What was your objective? Uh, to give me a personal item. Yeah, that was mine too, and I did not accomplish my objective. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you get three dice, and I get three passion dice. 
Um, so we can mark that on our sheet. Um, and that will come into play at the end. The ideals arc. In this scene, you show how your values differ. Each of you cares about different things. Or maybe you care for the same thing, but in different ways. Whatever the reason, you see the wedge that will one day drive you apart. This is a scene all about ideological conflict. A high-stakes gym battle, the takedown of an evil team's hideout, a contest are all excellent settings. Both trainers come with different goals or interests, and both will likely leave dissatisfied. This scene works best when there is an external conflict or situation in which only one side can possibly get what they want. All right, so um, let's say not a lot of time has passed. Um, maybe maybe a year or two uh, in uh, in this this program of uh, research and, and study and such. And um, uh, Charles and Jackie uh, have had a grand old time, kind of cooperating in one another's research. Uh, but now there's some field work that that has come into play. Um, and these two are now out in one of the, um, one of the other outer islands near Cinnabar doing this, this field research. And on this island, there is a tribe of native people, um, who seem to have a cult of Cubone. (laughs) <laughs> okay and uh the the research is here involving something to do with um human pokemon interactions in the way of this 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 people the people knows that uh the research teams exist um but they they distinctly live apart from the more technological group mm-hmm. um of of the region so here we are um we're camping uh, in the the same hut as these people. We're, we're you know living among the people. in the middle of the night by uh, some loud calling and, and crying as um, there seems to be an attack from outside of this village on this island. Okay, Dr. Holly, or Mr. Holly at this point, uh, awakens and immediately grabs his glasses and his notepad and jumps out of bed and starts moving towards the door. Um, and Jackie uh, likewise shoots up out of bed um, Forgets his glasses, but uh, grabs his notebook and um, runs following Charles uh, and says, "Oh, hold on, wait up! What's what's going on? Can, did you did you hear what 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 they're yelling about?" Seems to be some sort of attack. There doesn't seem to be much surprise, or at least not as much as though this isn't an uncommon occurrence. This must this would be worth study. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think 
there's probably uh, a border battle, maybe? Do you think it's another tribe of, uh, uh, of people with Pokemon, or, or just Pokemon? Hmm. Hard to tell at the moment. Uh, if it's another tribe of people, that would be interesting to see the border clashes. There aren't much documented evidence of more tribes on this island, so they'd have to have tra- tra- uh, traversed. That could be interesting yeah. to see. Uh, no, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Um, well, anything would be interesting. If, if these people <laughs> are, are involved in, in, in a border dispute with, with other Pokemon, that would show more interesting Pokemon-human interaction. But um, if, if it's other people, uh, then it, it would be a little more similar to, to some of the mainlanders that, uh, you know, that, that use Pokemon in their own personal conflicts. Um, let's find out. Indeed. <laughs> um, and they run over uh, uh, maybe a hilltop... Uh, maybe they're, they're camping close to a, a dormant volcano there, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, over the next hill down the ridge, they can see the beach uh, where a battle is is glowing, and maybe there are shots of fire um, that are coming out near the water. All right. Um, as soon as they get to the top of the hill, uh, Doctor Holly stops and surveys mm-hmm. the location, then begins to write quickly on his notepad. Um, Jackie kind of forgets to write and keeps running a little bit closer. Um, and coming down closer closer to the beach, she sees a bunch of the natives have already been uh, awake. They, they got up before um, Jackie and Charles, uh, seeming, uh, as, as Charles kind of theorized, that they're, they're pretty used to this idea uh, of this sort of battle. It's not uncommon. Um, so they were up and prepared, and they've all made it to the beach already. Um, and he sees out there uh, villagers and Cubone and Marowak all kind of battling, and they're all kind of similarly using bone weapons um, to, to fight. Um, and the attackers uh, seem to be um, uh, other Pokemon. Let's see, what, uh, what kind of Pokemon should we say are, are coming out here? Um well, what what would you say to like a uh, Numel? That's possible. Yeah, that would even the odds a little bit. Yeah, you know it's ground type mm-hmm. uh, as well, especially with like Camerupt, you know, being kind of mountainous and stuff. Numel yeah. and Mount uh, and Camerupt, um, they could come from some of these rocky islands. Indeed. Uh, so they're fighting against a group of Numel. Uh, and as they're they're doing this, it's it's quite a large. What would you say, herd of Numel? Yeah, herd is probably the best. <laughs> um, coming out of out of the the water, um, and it's it's a question, I guess, at this point of how they got across the water and how far they came. Um, and that's what's most interesting to Jackie, as he's he's kind of muttering that to himself as he he pauses finally down a lot closer to the beach. Um, uh, to write these things down, he says, "Oh, Numel, uh, fire, fire, ground type. How, how would they get across the water? Uh, how far did they come? That's fascinating. That uh, that a group of fire types would come to this island to to attack. Is is this a border battle? Is this over over food? I, I don't I don't understand." Uh, uh, yeah. Holly, who's kind of walked up next to him while he's muttering these things, goes, "That may not be the important part." Uh, in the darkness, he's kind of silhouetted, except for the light of the fire blast reflecting off of his glasses. And he says, this doesn't seem to be an even fight. And if you look, the, the herd of Numel is very sizable. 
especially mm-hmm. compared to the tribe that we that um that we've been researching. <laughs> they may not last through this. No, you're 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 right. It looks looks pretty pretty bad. Um, but I mean, we we were just sent here to to observe. What should we do? I I would of course be willing to help, but I. You you know my 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 types. I have a, I have poison and electric types mostly. They'll be useless against the ground types here. Um, Jackie looks down at his his belt where um, he's got just one solitary pokeball, uh, and he says, "Yeah, my Razzle isn't going to be too too great against a, a group of of Numo like this." Uh, Cherry, hey, you've Cherry. got some some spare pokeballs, right? Cherry, how are your grades? Not great. Passable. It could be doing better. Your research is very good, but if your grades aren't improving and you need this... Here, I do have a few extra Pokeballs. Well... We need this research... We need this research to continue. You need this research to continue. I I do. Don't worry. I do. This this group... Mm-hmm. It's 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 a fascinating study of, of research here, and we need to we need to see it to the end. I but, do. Have, I have two extra pokeballs. Well, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking here, this in in this region, the, the Pokemon and the and the, the people also are, are less familiar with the, the the technology that we have on the mainland. Um, even just a couple of flashes of of the pokeballs, I think, would be enough to scare away a, a Pokemon that says. Uh, as herd-minded as as Newhall, if if we were man, if we were able to just capture two of their number, I think the the rest of the herd would largely disperse, or at least it would be enough of a distraction for the villagers to be able to gain the advantage. That's sensible, uh, but Ch- Cherry, you'll need to do this. I'm under more scru- uh, I'm I'm under more scrutiny than you know. Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna report us? We both should throw a pokeball at the same time. That'll if if, if they see it if from both this, ends. If this gets out, the same scrutiny that I'm under will allow me to protect you, but it won't allow me to protect myself. It, it, it wouldn't necessarily need to be something that uh, that gets reported, you know. This This is something that we could both just keep quiet to ourselves. Mm-hmm. He hands he. he Finally sighs and nods and hands Cherry one of his empty Pokeballs. He goes, you go to the far ends, to, uh, opposite the villagers. I'll do it from the other side. All right. Uh, so Jackie takes a Pokeball and, and um, does as, as Charles says and, and goes around um, and through the, through the bushes. Um, Charles, uh, as Charles sees him leave, uh, he watches him for a moment with just the silhouette with the light reflecting in his eyes and then turns. Uh, once uh, Jackie is on the other side uh, of the villagers, he can't see Charles anymore. Um, and he, he pauses. He, he kind of looks for, for Charles and doesn't see and doesn't see and watches the battle going as it, as it continues to get worse for the villagers in the Cubone. And he pushes the button on the Pokeball to make it grow. And then spies a, a, a Numel close to him and throws it. And there's a flash of light when it strikes the, the new mole and the new is captured. Uh, 
and the Pokeball dings and captures the new Mulder. And an instant after, or a few moments after the flash of light from uh, Cherry's Pokeball goes off, there's another flash of light near to the, the main fighting area in the villagers, and that seems to be enough to spook the Numel into running away. Uh, the villagers have also kind of backed away and gone back to their location, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of been a scramble. Um, and mm-hmm. where the main battle has been, you can see uh, Ch- Charles Holly mo- walking slowly towards another Pokeball laying in the sand. And Jackie follows um, and catches up with Charles and um, kind of pats him on the back and says, thanks for coming through. Right. And I think that's a scene. Did you accomplish your objective? I, I did. Get your rival to cross a moral boundary. <laughs> are you sure about that? You are. <laughs> <laughs> so. As far as I'm concerned. All right, all right. So I got three dice out of that one. Did you get your uh, objective? I believe I did uh, have your, or what's it, get your rival to do something for selfish reasons. Nice. Nice. So I got two Yo. dice. Very good. This is the parting arc. Uh, Mm -hmm. The conflict between you escalates. Mistrust turns to hatred. Humility turns to jealousy. One or both trainers should be seeking help from the other. Conflict and strong emotions permeate the scene. The principles of each trainer come into direct conflict. By the end of the scene, you will understand exactly why the two of you will need to meet in a Pokemon arena. We are now fast-forwarding quite a few years. Let's say around ten years now. Okay. So we've actually jumped forward quite a bit. Uh, Both Holly and Cherry have graduated from the program and maintained somewhat in touch, although they've had different trajectories, I'd say, in their uh, academic or professional career. Uh, Dr. Holly has actually gone into main research and has actually returned to the... uh, the mansion or the the graduate program where he graduated from this time as a professor and eventually as the head chair of the program mm-hmm. uh, there he's his main thing is on the research of uh, different Pokemon interactions Pokemon sentience and especially naturally occurring and artificially created Pokemon uh, mm-hmm. in both cases just like that especially the naturally occurring ones that occurred quickly due to mankind's intervention. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done a little bit of pioneering research in fairy types as well, as they've become more well-known. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of... He's, he's spearheaded that thing, and so he's respected in his fields uh, at this time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Cherry? Um, we'll say uh, Cherry has had some success uh, in the field, but largely he's been relegated to the tasks of um, research assistants, um, working for other professors in, in various times. He's worked, he worked for Professor Oak for a little while um, and uh, found his way as kind of a teacher's aide in Celadon. He kind of returned to home and lived in his parents' basement for a little while and um, helped teach in a couple of uh, just uh, school classrooms there. Um, he, he's, he's had a kind of 
continuous stream of, of work. He's never been totally out of work, and every time he's left a job, it's simply because he hasn't felt fulfilled there. Um, but he's never had a period of total unemployment, but he's never felt satisfied uh, in his work. Um, and now he's returning here uh, to see... He's still working in Celadon now, but he's returning here to Cinnabar to find out if there are any positions... Uh, or um, okay, um, jobs uh, available in this this program. Do you mind if I modify it slightly, or is that yeah okay? Let's say that happened a few months before this arc begins. Okay, uh, you came to see it, and uh, Holly basically hired Cherry on the spot. Awesome. Um, as part of it. things, there hired him in as again as kind of an aide and assistant. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Cherry, uh, his friend Holly is not a very amicable boss. Uh, mm-hmm. He work. He, he expects high results, and he expects them consistently. Uh, mm-hmm. In his terms, in Cherry's terms, it may not be quite as polite, but. Uh, <laughs> and so this uh, scene is going to be set in Cherry's office, which is a mm-hmm. smaller room that's a little cramped by the sides of his desk. And different things in there, and uh, Dr. Holly enters at the beginning and says, uh, Cherry, are those reports written up? Um, uh, I got them uh, somewhere in here, and his desk is in total disarray. Um, and he kind of sits up, and as he sits up quickly, a stack of papers falls over. Um, I bet it's in that stack. Uh, that would be just my luck. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, and he kind of rifles through and rifles through and just isn't finding it and isn't finding it. And it gets more and more awkward as time goes on as he's oh. trying to find this report. Holly sighs and goes, get them to me by five o'clock or that's another mark. And he turns to leave. Uh, hold on. Um, uh, Dr. Holly. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll get you that report. Um, but, um, uh, say, um, you don't suppose... Um, this, this, this came up, uh, uh, a little while earlier. It's kind of been on my mind. I was, I was gonna, gonna ask you about it earlier, but, um, uh, you know, you know that, uh, that thing that, uh, that happened, um, years ago, uh, on the, on, on the island with the, um, the research with the, the, the Cubone village? What are you suggesting, um, Cherry? But, um, I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 I am, I, Th- this came up while I was out out on the town. There was um, uh, someone at the at the at the the, the grocer out there um, mentioned to me that uh, th- there was a a, a, a herd of, of numal that uh, was was dying out, um, and that bothered me a little bit. Um, I'm just wondering if you think we did the right thing. Cherry, in the last ten years, I've pioneered type effectiveness research. I've helped to discover and found a new type that was within our reach that we didn't know of already. I have moved ahead on Porygon 2 research and are spearheading the program for Porygon Z, which you would know if you had that report printed out. Um, um, I have yeah, I know. done several I, I, things, and you, in your research, I am certain, have done several good things for the world. I, I'm not denying all the all the good we've done. Um, 
but there's there there's a cost to it. You, you, you've got to see that. You've heard from one grocer that there's one new Mulliher drying out or dying out. Well, yeah, but who knows what that could imply about the the, the greater ecosystem? Uh, you know, the, the, without the the, the numeral herds, um, what, what's what's going to happen to to the population? Do you have of, any uh, backers? Oh. Uh, no, not a, not as such. Do you have any funding? No. Do you have a working hypothesis? God. No. <laughs> then at the moment there is no discussion. Is there? Well, do you think at least we could bring it to the board that um, maybe some research is, could could be done for for this this new world herd? Just just I, I'm not saying that we we tell tell them what we did, but maybe just find out what uh, what's going on with that new world herd. Just you know, c- could you bring that to the board? You're asking me to bring to the board. That one green grocer mentioned that a numal herd nearby might be dying out. Oh, a single yeah, numal herd might be dying out. It's 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 Pokemon ecology, you know. There there's there's got to be some, our, some our branch is Pokemon type effectiveness, genetics, and uh, development, not ecology. But there's there's synergy across the fields, of course. The, the, I, I I do have a, a, a research proposal over um, somewhere over here, and he goes over to another pile of papers um, and um, finds finds that one fairly quickly. Um, and it's a it's a you know stapled packet of, of papers, and he holds it out to to Doctor Holly and says, I, "I I worked this up. Just it." Would you mind just taking this to the board? Just a proposal for researching this numal herd to see why they might be dying out, and you know we could we could put the the question of the the effect of uh, of human research on Pokemon and um, and and all that onto the uh, onto the table. I'm just asking you to bring that to the board. Holly does not take the paper. Uh, instead, he sighs, turns, and closes the door to the office. Hmm. And then turns back and says, Cherry, you were my roommates while we were both going here. I would like to be frank with you. You've been working here for three months. In that time, you have gained five marks from the board and one meeting, one training meeting. Yeah. Over the course of that time, you have given out two research proposals, both of which have been denied for reasons which I believe you understood. Yeah. And frankly, in the ten years before you were here, or the eight years before you were here, you have worked as an aide. Yeah. You do not have the funding or the prestige to bring this up mm-hmm. to the board. 
And but while I but, may, but you do. I have the prestige that I have gathered to preserve my position. If I move on this, that jeopardizes the position I have put in place. What the good that I am doing for the sake of your guilty conscience. Uh, well, Dr. Holly, if I can be frank with you, um, I, I've got to put my foot down on this. I, I need you to either take this proposal to the board or I'm going to walk. And that does that does bring me to the second point I was going to bring up. I apologize, I was a bit harsh with you as I came in, but part of the reason I bring I came in is because the proposal for uh, your termination did come up in the last board meeting. Oh? I spoke out against it then. I don't believe I will be able to again. I need you to understand how important this is. And I need you to understand when we need to take the time for research to be properly done. You're rushing ahead again. If you gather the prestige, if you take the time to gather the resources, to do the things that maybe don't feel right to you, but that needs to be done in order to get this position, in order to get the prestige you need to actually get things done, you would already be able to sign this research proposal into position yourself. Now, you're working against the clock. If you take the time here, your proposal to be... Your, the proposal for your termination did not go through, and if no other marks come against you in this next month, it will not come up again. If you can take the time to get settled in this position, get promoted, show that you are a competent worker, a competent researcher, then this proposal can come about again, but it cannot be done now. Can I at least give this to you so you can look it over? I can do nothing but reject it at this time. Well... Then I, I guess I have to hand in my resignation. Holly sighs and then opens the door. Bring it to me with the papers. And then walks out. <laughs> and Jackie kind of hangs his head. <laughs> Alright. I think that's seen. Yep. Did you get your objective? I don't think so. Mine was get your rival to speak out against you. Yeah, I, I'd say you did. I did? Okay. <laughs> um, that was also my objective. Um, and I'm not sure whether I got it or not. Because officially speaking, Dr. Holly spoke for Jackie, mm. but then here refused to speak for, which wasn't necessarily speaking against... Yeah, I I would say in a public matter, uh, Holly did not speak out against him. Right. So if that works for you, then I would say you did not get it. Yeah, I don't think I did. Okay. So that's that's uh, two, two more, more passion, passion dice for me. Mm -hmm. Oh dear. Um. 
All right, that uh, brings us to the fourth scene. Mm-hmm. The reunion of changed friends. There's a last chance for friendship to win out. This is a scene all about peace, and the threats to your relationship are at least taking a break for now. The setting should be low stress, similar to the first scene, but even calmer, like a safari or a ride in a cruise ship. The trainers can come together here as equals and talk over their issues. There are still scars, but you can remember that there was a time you were friends. A lot depends on this scene. The final scene will decide whether the friendship reforged here lives or dies. But here we will see how strong we can make it. Um, so we're going to be on a fishing boat. Okay. Um, a, a relatively big fishing boat out off the coast of, of Cinnabar. Um, and it's it's a boat that is... Uh, it, it's an independently owned vessel. Um, and the, the captain of the, the ship is is at the, the wheel, kind of running things at the helm. Um, and the two of us um, are... It's it's maybe just a couple of years later okay. uh, after the previous scene, um, not terribly much longer after, uh, but a, a couple of years have gone by. Uh, in the intervening years, Jackie has continued to kind of continue the same pattern of finding jobs as a research assistant and aide in various uh, positions, um, and. At present, he's working for uh, a company in, uh, well, yeah, Cerulean, uh, a company in Cerulean City, um, who wants uh, to get a survey of um, the water-type Pokemon surrounding the Kanto region. And so here he is, out on the boat, um, uh, fishing for various various Pokemon to, um, you know, get some samples. Uh, to bring back to his employers in Cerulean. Um, and why is... I, I'll give you the, the option here. Why is Dr. Holly on this boat? Well, in the last few years, Dr. Holly has continued to do fairly well in his position as chair. He's moved up to where um, he hasn't retired from his position yet, but all the signs seem to be that once he has retired, he will be put into a position on the board of directors. Um, hmm. in the area there as uh, settling in place and now for the first time in about 15 years he has taken a sabbatical so <laughs> uh, he is actually on his sabbatical still remaining within the Cinnabar region and uh, to no one's surprise he still seems to be working um, mm-hmm. he is uh, also fishing at the moment but he seems to be uh, picking or he, he seems to be rejecting most of the Pokemon that he reels up under mm-hmm. a criteria that he hasn't revealed to anyone specifically at the moment. Nice. And while like right. um, he's still um, to anyone but Cherry, it looks like he's still the very much I need to be getting stuff done. Everything needs to be done. But to Cherry, who's known him the longest and knew him when he was younger, this is the most relaxed he has ever seen Holly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, uh, let's say two, just as an added little little bit. Um, there's a handful of other people on the boat. It's it's big enough for for 
maybe half a dozen people to wander around um, and um, not necessarily be too cramped. Mm. It's it's still fairly comfortable uh, for these people to all kind of be doing their own thing uh, on the boat. Um, and there are some who are inside uh, and they're kind of there to sightsee and um, there, there are some other, other researchers of, of water type Pokemon around too. Maybe a few other people fishing off the dock as well. But or off the off the side of the boat, um, but uh, yeah. So Cherry and Holly are there fishing uh, off the side, um, and Cherry hasn't had terribly much luck uh, catching anything so far. Holly has caught a few things, uh, but as you said, he's he's rejected most of them and, and sent them back. Um, but uh, it's it's calm out in the in the sea. Um, and Cherry is just watching his bobber kind of float uh, as the as the boat continues to move. Um, and he turns to to Holly. They've been mostly silent the entire time, kind of happening to get onto the same boat. Cherry knew when he came back to Cinnabar that there was a chance he'd run into Holly. Um, and they exchanged a, a brief greeting when they got on the boat, but uh, um, have remained more or less silent. Now finally Cherry breaks the silence um, and says So you're uh, close to retirement, huh? Looks like people are expecting that. At least I've settled my retirement away. There's no need to go retiring now, is there? Nah, I knew you wouldn't retire anytime soon. (laughs) You're a workaholic. Well, uh, doing this, Holly pulls up a star. You shakes his head and drops it back into the water. And, and just as he does so, Cherry kind of uh, almost reaches out, like, oh, "I need one." Oh, no. okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so th- this is a sabbatical, right? What are you working on? Well, you know. Our old, you know, your old undergraduate thesis, naturally recurring artificial Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered. You remember that uh, conversation we had after the second week when we had that first day off, and you bought that horrible, horrible berry wine, whatever that was. Oh yeah, the uh, Mago Berry, Mago Berry wine. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. You suggested something, and that I don't know if you remember much about the conversation we had after that, but uh, you suggested something in that time that was kind of stuck in my mind for a while. What if it can be induced? Induced. Artificially recurring Pokemon in a natural manner. What if we can induce it rather than with the Porygon developing it from the ground up, what if we can simply manipulate the natural... Uh, the, we can manipulate the natural location to the point where a Pokemon will develop? Spontaneous development of, of Pokemon. And, and new types. <laughs> Especially. It's, you know... As, as I've been... You know, working around, working various um, odd jobs. You know, none of my research in the past 
few years has been terribly consistent, but um, I, I I came across a couple of uh, researchers who who said that there was a a region where where Pokemon that that we're familiar with has have um ha- have developed more unique typing. Oh. Alola, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you been? That was what the sabbatical was supposed to be, but there's been storms sighted over the uh, channel in between, so I wasn't able to go this time around. I've been meaning to go fairly soon. It's a fascinating thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if if I can look in that natural area. The idea of of naturally inducing this this Pokemon change, it's something that I've been interested in well, you know, since we were in, since we were in the program together, mm-hmm. uh, and even before, I, I never really had a chance to to pursue it. Uh, Holly again tugs up on his line, and this time a Dratini pops out, <laughs> and he looks at it for a moment before shaking his head, and then kind of like casts a glance over at uh, Cherry before slowly kind of moving it back towards the water. And Char- Cherry is looking at it very clearly. He wants that Dratini. <laughs> but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> Holly stops and sighs and goes, So why were you on, uh, why are you on this fishing boat then? Uh, he, as, as he's talking, he actually sets the Dratini down on, um, on the deck of the ship and starts like takes out a tape measure and just starts measuring it. <laughs> um, uh, Cherry says, um, "Yeah, uh, I'm I'm working for a, a, a group of researchers in in Cerulean City who are interested in, in water Pokemon around the world uh, and looking at regional variants in in some of the the various breeds um, that." That Dratini looks like it might be a perfect specimen. Do you mind? Uh, Holly smiles, like almost to himself. Like he, he turns to, he turns away from Cherry for a moment, and just smiles, and then nods and hands it, hands the Dratini over to Cherry. Um, Cherry uh, takes the the Dratini and um, jots down uh, the the various dimensions and notes, and takes a. A sample of the of the Dratini's, uh, let's say, saliva. All right. Can he find a Dratini's mouth? That's a good question. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, after after collecting uh, all these various things, um, he tags the Dratini um, on, I guess, its head flipper mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Holly, who's watching this, says, I always thought Jormungandr would be a good name. Jormungandr. Uh, the snake in Norse mythology that's uh, eating its own tail. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, it's just a couple more minutes of silence between the group as they're sitting and fishing. And then, uh, this time Holly breaks the silence, and he says, Well, I have to be honest with you, Cherry. Uh, I already knew what you were working on. Oh? Uh, to be honest, my 
sabbatical after Alola seemed like it would not be a possibility. I my next uh, movement was to move towards Cerulean, uh, and then well, what were you planning on doing there? Uh, in answer, uh, uh, Holly reaches into his breast pocket because, of course, he's wearing a suit <laughs> while still here, and pulls out a. Uh, a crumpled and like it looks like it was a neatly folded piece of paper, but it was crumpled beforehand. Uh huh. And he unfolds it and hands it over to Cherry. Cherry takes it and unfolds it. It's the research rep- proposal that he uh, that Cherry offered to Holly a couple years back. Uh uh-huh. It's been approved. Here. Says. I would. I do need someone to spearhead the project. And as, before, like, as he's waiting for the answer or whatever Cherry's doing, he gets a tug on his line, and he pulls up a relicanth and smiles. <laughs> think that's a good end to the scene? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Did you get your ob- objective? Um, implicitly, I think so. I was going for get your rival to admit they uh, something they did wrong, and by returning this research proposal... I will admit Would to that. that be, I, I, uh, I, I will I will give that to you. Alright. Um, mine was get your rival to ask you for help. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think you get that. Yep. Um the Dratini. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um so good good work on that one. Um Alright. So that's uh mm-hmm. kind of setting the stage for the final conflict. Yes. The last scene, which will uh, bleed into the very last in the burning wreckage of what we tried to build together. Yep, yep. So you know that burning wreckage can happen in the play out of the scene, or it can already be there. Well, <laughs> it's up to you. You get to start it. Um, so okay. Yeah. So the final conflict. Emotions are going to come to their highest point. Note: This doesn't mean that you hate one another again, but that is certainly possible. In this combat, you fight for your goals, your principles, for titles. Is it a championship? Is it a personal score? Are you friends? Are you enemies? It all comes to a head here at the final conflict. When setting this scene, reference the prologue story. It should match the our arena for this battle is blank declaration. It should be inspired by the events that occurred over the last four scenes. All key components should come together here. And the battle between Pokemon will be won for the ages. So. Uh... We're looking down at the research proposal that uh, Holly just gave to Cherry as he hauled up the relicanth, and it is consumed by fire, and its ashes drift through the suddenly darkened air. Uh, If this was a camera screen, the camera would pan over to see the large building that held the graduate program burning. It's just fire has consumed the entire area, and we see, um, we cut in, and in the open lobby, the area where Charlie or uh, Charles and Jackie first met, where Holly and Jerry first met, is uh, that it is not currently on fire, but there are flames around it, and it is obviously a very hot place. And we see a much much older. Holly and Cherry facing each other. Um, mm-hmm. Both are uh, like both are in what the remains of what were once expensive 
uh, outfits, seeing that both of them have been, have done well for each have done well in the past fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And going through things there, um, it seems like if you'll agree to this, it seems like Cherry has several documents in his hands, and mm-hmm. Holly is between him and the door. Jackie said, "Get out of my way, Charles." Cherry, you're jumping forward again. You're moving forward without thinking. Without thinking? I'm thinking that this whole building is on fire, and I'm pretty sure you're the one to blame. So, short term. Your entire career, what we've built, what I've built for you in the past 15 years, is on fire right now. And you're carrying a tank of gasoline in your hands. I just... We were working on this research, and it, I'm fairly certain that it was you who decided to jump forward on this one. On this one. I, I, I will give it to you. I will admit that I have been impulsive in the past, and very frequently I still am quite impulsive. But this time you were trying to push it. You were trying to just speed up the process, and the f- oh, it was your fault. It was, f- it was all your fault. I... The new Mel we found were fine, but the fragment of Mew on their island, that was corroding. It was going to fall apart within the next three weeks. What else were we going to do? Well, it's, it was volatile. I told you it was volatile. Who knew what it was capable of? And the fact that, that, that this whole place is on fire is proof that you should have listened to me. We should have left it where it was. We should have, we, we should have just studied it there. We should have tried taking it apart there. But no, you had to bring it back to the research facility. You had to bring it back under the microscope and then start doing experiments here. And of course it exploded in our faces. This is... I, I, I'm taking what we've learned. I, I'm taking it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Celadon. And I'm going to let them know everything we learned. And I know that that means that our careers are pretty much kaput from here on out. But you know what? I'm an old man. I'm tired. I'm ready to be done. You're always ready to be done. You thought that learning ended at the edge of the classroom. You didn't even know what... You didn't even know that normal types couldn't hit ghost types when I met you, and now you're lecturing me on what we should be doing with a Mew fragment, with an advanced Pokemon genetic piece? Yeah, well, that's the difference between us. I've learned! You haven't! I've, I've grown in our time. I've, I, I've learned more about the things I should and shouldn't do. And this close you know what? Me. Okay, so I, I, I you know, back on the island, twenty years ago, tw- what twenty five years ago, I, I should have, I, I should have just taken the fall. Like, we should have let that research just fall apart right there. It should have ended there. We, we would have had other opportunities. We had our whole lives ahead of us. But right then, I thought that it was. I, I, I thought that was it. I thought that was the end the end all be all i didn't see any other possible futures i i should have let it go (laughs) things could have been different but now now i see things still can be different so i'm going out of this building whether you want me to or not and if you don't want me to you're gonna have to stop me a fragment of mew 
What were we? What what was our end goal in all of this? What did we talk about 15 years ago? An artificial Pokemon evolving from natural surroundings, and we had a fragment of the baseline of Pokemon evolution. What do you think we could have done with that? Anything! Everything! And we still can, with the research you're taking away. Do you know what's going to happen if, if the general public gets the idea from this? That this is what a Mew fragment can do? You know that this is the tiniest fragment of things going wrong, and maybe I was too hasty. Maybe that happened. But this should not be the end of what we can do here. It, it has to be. We have to be done. We have to end it. I, I'm moving on. I'm moving on, Charles. You should too. This is why you're single focus. You can never see everything around you. This is why it in the research program, all you could see was a group of Numel attacking a, a tribe of Marowak. You never, you and all of your focus was on the tribe. Yeah, that's who we were there to study. That was that was our goal. We were we were trying to discover how these human beings interacted with Pokemon and what that implied. Yes, about implied the, the... for the Pokemon. And you never even looked at the. You never gave the Cubone a second look, and you should have. What do you mean? <laughs> Fifteen years ago. 20 years later and you still have that simple, straightforward focus. You still think I caught a new Mel on that island. What are you saying, Charles? Not answering, Holly reaches for his Pokeball and tosses out. And it appears an Alolan Marowak. Ooh! Oh, I love it! (laughs) Uh, And uh, Jackie says... What? We, Charles, do you know what you've done? I've discovered something new about the interaction between people and Pokemon, which moved my research forward by years. But you also tainted all of that research. We were, un- we were graduate students dropped in the middle of an island and told to watch a group of tribesmen do what they do and try to come with conclusions. That research was tainted from the start. Jackie says, alright, I'm still moving, and if you're not letting me out, I'm going to force my way. And he reaches to his belt where he has six Pokeballs, a lot more uh, than when he was a young man, and he takes one out, makes it grow, throws it, and out comes a Porygon Z. He says, come on out, Razzle! So I did not get my objective then, but you did. I did get mine. So I get four dice, get your rival to call out their Pokemon first, Mm -hmm. uh, which you did. And since you did not, you get four passion dice out of that. Our journey has been one of blatantly oppositional ideology. Our arena for this battle is the burning wreckage of what we tried to build together. I remember when you were unsure of what the type chart even meant. Our rivalry began when you called me an ignoramus, and I thought that was a Pokemon. My name is Dr. Charles Holly, 
and it's my destiny to become the creator of a new Pokemon type. My name is Jackie Cherry, and I shall be your replacement on the board of directors. That last part doesn't work as well. That's okay. It doesn't make as Mm -hmm. much perfect sense. That's okay. So I have, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have 20 dice. Okay. And 10 passion dice available to me for this final battle. I have 22 dice and 8 passion dice. Nice. We're pretty much even. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes a fair amount of sense. Yes. Um, okay. So Porygon Z is probably going to primarily be coming in with uh, Zap Cannon and yeah. Discharge uh, and stuff like that. Porygon Z is a pure normal type? Pure normal type. Okay, I can do normal type effectiveness, but I cannot do uh, super effective to it. Alright, so we won't be uh, adding any effectiveness multipliers to our dice selection, so whatever dice we select, that's how many dice we roll. Alright, for my first roll, I'm going to roll five dice. Okay. I'm going to try and roll four. Alright. Ready? And here we go. I have one six. I have two sixes. Alright, um, then I can choose to use passion dice if I want. Um, I have ten. Um, <laughs> sure, I'm going to roll two of my passion dice. Okay see if that makes a difference. I got another six, so we tie as far as that goes, which means then we go down to the next value. I have one five. I have one five. Uh, My next highest is one three. I have one four. All right, so you win anyway. Mm -hmm. So despite the electricity bolts and things going to the... Flying through the air from the Porygon Z, the Alolan Marowak seems to draw energy from the burning building around it with Flare Blitz and uh, Will-O-Wisp and Flame Wheel flying through and striking down the Porygon Z. It's a close game. It's a close match, though. Uh, So Jackie returns Razzle to Porygon Z. Come on back, Razzle! Good try! Uh, And he reaches for the next Pokeball at his side, and he um, throws it forward and um, says, Come on out, Sparky! And it is... Um, we'll say an Alolan Raichu. <laughs> okay. Holly doesn't speak. He returns his Alolan Marowak, which is pretty beaten up anyways, and then throws out the Relicant that he caught 15 minutes ago. That was a um. bad choice. Oh, well. <laughs> Rock is, is Rock super effective? Uh, no, Rock is not super effective against Electric. Against electric, just ground is super effective. Can I use a TM move that it learns? TM moves are, are legit. Okay, I can use ground type then, so I'm, it's super effective. So that means you, whatever dice you choose, you can add half again as many mm-hmm. um, to it. Relicanth is rock and water. Yes, electric is super effective. So yeah, I can go super effective against that. Mm-hmm. So I can also do 1.5. So we can be super effective against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna choose four of my pool of dice. Okay. With me, which means that I roll six. I think I will do the same. All right. That's roll. All right. I have one six. 
I have two fives. Hey! So um, unless you want to unleash some passion yes. into it, I win this one. I okay. will throw out two... And passion dice are not affected by uh, type effectiveness. Not affected by type effectiveness. I'm going to throw out three passion die. Okay. Two sixes. Yeah, why not? I'm going to I'm gonna roll two of mine okay. as well. Uh, no more sixes for me. Okay. So, it is another tough battle, but luckily, uh, Holly, luckily for Holly, he trained his Relicanth in Earthquake and Bulldoze, which allows it to kind of <laughs> slam into the Alolan, uh, the Alolan Raichu and take it down eventually. So it is heavily wounded. So, Jackie is very frustrated, uh, and he's putting a lot of emotion into this fight. Uh, he calls back, uh, Sparky, um, and says, maybe you'll remember this one, Holly. Uh, and he throws out, uh, Gunder, the Dragonite. Looking at what I have available. Holly nods and returns his Relicanth, which is much, much lower for wear. Thinks for a moment and throws out his Porygon Z. Hmm. I cannot do super effective, uh, but I can do... By TM, Porygon Z can learn Ice Beam. Which okay. is doubly effective, so you can do times two. I'm going to use four dice, which allows me to roll eight. I'm going to roll four. I have two fives. And I have a four. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you get this one. Unfortunately, Ice Beam simply become, is too powerful against a Dragonite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just down and out. Um, all right, so... Holly is very grumpy about this when he returns to Armageddon. You mean, uh, you mean Cherry? Cherry, yes. yes. Sorry, confusing and, our characters. Um, actually, at this point, Holly is actually looking frustrated. He's like, come on, Cherry, you're better than this. There's, there's nothing left to say, Holly. You gotta let me out. Cherry's gonna say, all right, come on out, Prancer. And he throws out a Pokeball, and out of it comes... A large-looking Metachan, um, and uh, after sending it out, he says, "Let's pump up this battle." And he uh, applies uh, a Mega Stone to Metachan, and Metachan evolves into Mega Metachan. Holly right. uh, nods as an acceptance and throws out a Pokeball, which releases a rather foul smell and a Garbodor. Hmm. <laughs> Um, well, I can definitely do super effective on that. Yeah, psychic is super so effective against a Garbodor. But we're gonna take four dice, which means I can roll six. Okay, I'm gonna go with just three dice on this one. All right. Oh, I have one six. I have one five. Um. I... Right, are you using any passion Yeah, dice? I'll use two passion dice. Nothing. Okay. I rolled a two and a one. All right. So, um, Prancer wins this one. Um, essentially, uh, starting with, uh, with a calm mind, he pumps up his moves uh, before uh, unleashing a, a stream of powerful confusion and other psychic-type attacks um, on the, the Garbodor, who just kind of... Uh, disintegrates into a pile of uh, uh, of Ooze. trash. 
Yeah. Uh, Holly returns the Garbo before it can be completely destroyed. And yep. <laughs> uh, with the other hand, throws out uh, a, another Pokeball which bursts into a Magnezone. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to go with my camera up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fully realized uh, that. Good. Um, Alright, so um, after returning Prancer the Metachamp, uh, Jackie calls out his camera up saying, Come on out, Splash! Um, and Splash the camera up emerges uh, for the fight. Um, and I can do times two dice. Um, I'm going to use two of my dice, meaning I can roll four total dice. And I will use three of my dice. I have one six. I have two threes. Oh, all right. Um, Using any uh, passion dice? I will use my last three passion die. Ooh, you're using up your passion dice. I got one six. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll two of my passion dice. Okay. Uh, no more sixes. So, so are we tied on sixes? Uh, you don't have any sixes anymore. You used your passion dice. Oh <gasps> shoot! That's right. Oh crap. I, I shouldn't have six. done that. I lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, somehow... Oh, that's a total loss Despite me, a dizzying actually. type effectiveness, the Magnezone manages to basically use Magnet Rise immediately, eliminating the ground-type moves from the battlefield. Hmm. And then, uh... And then manages to essentially stay out of range and dance through the battlefield to, in order to wear down this camera up and eventually take it down completely. Um, and we'll say that uh, Jackie is also kind of hit in some of the crossfire of the, the battle. Um, not not really injured, but kind of you know taken down and, and weakened. Uh, and he drops the, the files and, and everything that he was carrying. Um, and falls to, to one knee on the floor. Um, uh, says, Holly, it's it's wrong. This is wrong. Holly gets under uh, his arm with one shoulder and carries... Uh, after, like, a few seconds of him just kind of saying there, Holly gets under uh, Cherry's arm and helps carry him out of the burning building. Hmm. And as they depart... Uh, the, the camera's view is from inside uh, the, the structure as the flames grow higher and we see them walking down the steps out of the building uh, into the, the light outside uh, and the, the rafters collapse and the whole building goes up. And uh, just, be- just before yeah. the rafters collapse and the buildings go up, uh, you it, the camera pans back down to the files and the papers scattered across the floor as they start to crackle and burn. Mm. And... Fiend. Some stuff to put together I 
Holly almost had to win because it wasn't that's, common that's knowledge. True. But at the same time, it was just like I don't. My my character was not the character you wanted to win in that scenario. No, no, not really. But it uh, it had to it had to be. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and so now, Nick, since you have won this one, mm-hmm. um, you'll be facing off against Lydia uh, in the next set of of this episode series. Out of Anything curiosity, wanna... um, in that last battle, you had one six. How many fives did you have? Four. Four fives, including my passion dice. You shouldn't have done it. You would have won. What was I, your I last Pokemon? two po- dice. Yeah, what was the last so, Pokemon? Two... Uh, my last Pokemon that I was going to select um, was, was going to be a, a, a Golem. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. My last one was a Muck. Oh, yeah, I would have had the... Mm-hmm. I would have had that type advantage there too. Uh, man. That would have been a good climactic battle. It would have. It would have. Oh well. Oh well. I forgot about the, the risks involved. Yep. I was just so caught up in the passion <laughs> of my character. Yeah, I'm surprised. I used up all of my passion dice. Yeah, no, that was mm-hmm. good. It, it, it really. The, the, this, this skin on the game. It really makes you have to kind of think about the dice you're using. I was down to just one die left. Mm. Um, and then after using those passion dice, I would have had four passion dice left. So oh enough to do something in the final yeah. match. Like, I would have just used all of my dice, put yeah. all the rest of it in, including the, just the one. I had four um, regular dice left, and that was it. Yeah. So, mm. so you would have rolled more dice, but... I would have. I would have. So theoretically, I would have had an advantage unless that one die I rolled had been a six. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I think that that means that that is all the time we have for this one. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Here's Johnny. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. And I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Uh, you can also find the other two who are not in this episode, but they were in the other episode. Paul is at ProfSnag on Twitter, and Lydia is at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8 on Twitter. Alright, if you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, and get some sweet rewards. And special thanks to our patrons, Asher, Bryson Elliott, Corix Alexandra, Nathan Jester, Ryan Felton, and Tom Aquinas. Now you guys are awesome and we can't say it enough, and if there are more of you, we'll get this list updated soon. Uh, We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye!
Now, wait, did did you know... Sorry, mm-hmm. um, I just hit my microphone. It's okay. How loud that was in your ear. Not too bad. Um... Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.